Good afternoon and welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange. My name is Todd Greer. I am the Executive Director of Center Vision Leadership Foundation and we're thrilled to have you in with us today. We're excited to join in uh, with Amanda Babine. Excuse me. Uh, Amanda is the Director of Evaluate for Change. We'll be talking to her shortly. Before we get into that programming though, we want to remind you about our regular events. As always, you'll find us on Thursday at hashtag NonprofitChat on Twitter. You can follow that at twubs.com slash NonprofitChat. Amanda will be our, our guest with us again for that chat as we think about evaluation in the nonprofit. We carry that out with you, our guest, alongside us. We want to remind you about the new issue of Nonprofit Performance Magazine that launched December 1st, uh, and that is values in the nonprofit world. I also want to give you a sneak, pre sneak peek and let you know on March 1st, we're going to be dropping an amazing issue. I'm, I'm really thrilled about it. It's going to be about millennials in the nonprofit world. We're really excited. Francis Hesselbein of the Hesselbein Leadership Institute is going to be our cover feature, and we're just absolutely thrilled for that to come out. So be looking for more information. Check it out, www.nonprofitperformance.org. It's a great way to see what's happening and to get a handle on the previous issues of the magazine. If for any reason you've missed one of our events, you've missed one of our nonprofit exchanges, you can always go onto our website. That's Cynervision, S-Y-N-E-R, Vision, leadership.org slash hangouts and you can see the archive of our previous events. You can check out what's there. You can learn about the great guests that join us and as always we are so thrilled to have an amazing guest with us today. Amanda Babine, you are awesome. We have just uh, in enjoyed the, the relationship that we've been able to build. Amanda is, is joining with us. So Amanda, tell our audience, who are you? Um, thanks, Todd. Um, I'm excited to be here. I know I've been um, connecting a lot through Twitter. Um, the last couple of these podcasts I joined in, and I was extremely um, excited. Everything that you had going on was, was awesome, so hopefully I can follow that up with this next one. Um, but I actually direct um, Evaluate for Change. We're actually a program evaluation company that works specifically with nonprofits. Um, we help them kind of measure their impact, what they're doing. Um, a lot of it will kind of go back to if you can remember uh, maybe during undergrad when you're studying something like organizational effectiveness, um, program evaluation kind of comes out of that. And so what we're doing is seeing are the organizations and are the programs that are happening actually effective? And how can we kind of make sure that the things that, you know, are working keep working and the things that aren't get better? Um, and a lot of people, you know, get a little bit scared about the topic of evaluation. I'm sure, sure we'll get into that. It's it's scary when you dedicate your life in the nonprofit world to do something that's really great. No one wants to hear what they're doing uh, isn't working. Um, but always keep in mind, and as we go through the conversation, that there's always a lot of great things happening also. Um, and so that, that's what we do. We train nonprofits. We do one-day trainings. Um, and people come in. It's community-based. Um, so we love to have people from different sectors kind of work off of each other, figure out someone in child welfare, someone in education, um, 
and figure out what they're doing, how they're doing it, and how to kind of work with each other. And then obviously our trainers on making sure that they're keeping in mind that evaluation is a good thing. Mm, fantastic. So Amanda, this is kind of a unique perspective that you're bringing. How exactly did you come down the evaluation train, so to speak? Um, well, I originally I, I went to grad school for statistics and social work. Um, I was really interested in social work, but I knew I didn't want to do direct practice. So I said, I really like numbers. Let me look at you know this specific program, and I didn't, and I enjoyed it. Um, and then I started getting into program evaluation for larger organizations. Mm -hmm. So for the City University of New York, Columbia University, where we were kind of the liaison or the big entity on who was looking at programs around the city and seeing if they worked. And what I noticed were there were a lot of small organizations that had very little capacity in actually measuring it. And so what was happening is we were coming in, um, we were measuring their programs and pretty much saying this works, this doesn't work. Um, kind of as an authority figure, which you mm -hmm. can imagine can create a little bit of uh, tense energy there. Um, and what I noticed was that a lot of the agencies actually wanted to learn what we were teaching them, um, how to kind of keep track of the people that were in their program. Um, some of the most passionate people that I've ever worked with are the people who are on the ground doing the work. Um, however, in a lot of education programs around, you know, the nonprofit sector, there isn't a very large um, program evaluation or statistics component in education. So. Um, hope we're, we're seeing a bit of, of a shift there where you could take program evaluation classes. Um, but I came from a place where I felt like, you know, this is great, kind of looking down on other programs and seeing if they work. But it would be more interesting to see <laughs> if we could get people who are actually on the ground more interested in evaluating their own programs. Um, since the social work part of me is all about capacity building. <laughs> and so, I mean, having a consultant isn't, is great um, if you're doing larger things, but a lot of, there are a lot of things that nonprofits can actually do on their own, and so that's where Evaluate for Change kind of came in a, about a year and a half ago. That's fantastic, and Amanda, I know you are based out of uh, New York City, and you also uh, train out of Washington, D.C., is that correct? That is correct, yes, we work in both cities, um, and then we're expanding to Philly and Boston. Um, in the next couple months, and then we're moving over to the West Coast, which will be very exciting. So we're we're seeing very different, um, you know, population in each city who likes collaborate more, who doesn't. Um, all of them are community based, but we notice that across the board, as we kind of have these trainings, people people are interested in coming, and people are interested in learning from each other, which is which is again is very different from the consulting um, piece, which we think is a really important. Um, piece because I guess we're technically consultants but we run trainings um, to give them the tools they need. That's such a unique thing. I think um, a lot of times when we talk about measurement in nonprofits, it, yeah. it, it almost seems like something that's kind of nebulous that's out there. I think a lot of times we're hearing more and more about uh, our, our for-profit brothers and sisters, yeah. so to speak who are, they're, they're functioning in the world of big data, and that seems almost like this nebulous term, and we know they've got marketing, and we know they've got program evaluation. We know they've got all that stuff, but what, how does that look in the, in the nonprofit world? So I think that that's an excellent point, and I think that that's normally where people are always comparing this. You know, you, there have been a, a ton of organizations that have, been, have come out 
along with us that are, you know, data scientists for good, you know, um, all, all of these different programs where it's, you know, Data Kind, which is a huge agency. Um, I know that their biggest, I think, campus is in New York City um, and do great work. And, and what we, we have been seeing is a lot of these agencies are looking at things through the for-profit lens because they work with very, very large organizations. And so when you work with very large organizations, you have a lot of data to work with, right? So yeah. it's really easy to look at trends. Um, and so I always like to say there's two different groups um, where you have these larger organizations who, and we're even talking about, um, let's even talk about the social good sector, not just, you know, not your 501c3, but, you know, you have, like, larger department of, you know, whatever it may be that are that are doing social good, right? And what these places are doing are taking big groups of data, working with it, manipulating it, similar to what people in business do or, you know, people in the for-profit sector. And, and what we're seeing is how do you take some of those um, tools, right, um, the measurement programs that people are using and use them for the small to medium-sized nonprofit, which is actually what you find more often. Um, and so, and so looking at those two things can be really difficult because looking at trends in business, a lot of people are looking at um, all the input that's coming in, all the output that's coming in. Where you have a medium-sized nonprofit and you're serving 500 people, that's very different. So you have a very small group of data. So you have to use, I really say, some of the more social sciences um, some of that stuff where you're looking at, okay, this is a smaller group of information, a smaller group of data. How do we kind of manipulate this in a way? Um, and then also thinking about, you know, that when we're thinking of nonprofits, it's more about the people that they're serving, right? And it's about an individual and not about a product, right? So a lot of for the for-profit and business world, they're looking at products as products, and we're trying to take a lot of those tools that have already been built that are great, but use them for people. And people are not X or Y. You can, you know, you sold it or you didn't sell it. That's not really what programs are trying to get at. Um, you know, thinking about any any type of program. I mean, I think this is such a unique perspective, and and one of the reasons why I think. Uh, Center Vision and Evaluate for Change created such an intriguing intersection is the fact that ultimately what you're doing and what we're doing at Center Vision is it's seeking to give yes. these social benefit organizations the tools that yeah. they need in order to, to, to increase impact. And I think that's, that's one of those big pieces to this. Because you guys are, what you're doing is you're helping with impact as I understand it, is that yeah. correct? Yeah, we're, we're trying to measure that impact, right, to see if it's actually being um, reached, right? Um, so you're thinking about whatever program it may be, um, whatever they're doing is, is really focused on individuals, right? Um, and we're thinking about communities, right, larger spectrum, right? We, we don't want to just think of, you know, the macro, meso, micro, right? There's all those different levels, but we are definitely looking um, on a program level a lot of the time and individuals um, who make up communities and who you know who make up the larger aspect of of wherever you're looking but it's really looking at people and it's really looking at is what you're doing and are the programs that you have in place the best programs that could be out there right because I, I doubt a lot of these programs are actually hurting anyone but could they be more effective mm -hmm. most likely if you're not using a tool to tell um, and again like I said before a lot of times it isn't your program's bad, 
Um, that's not what impact means. You would still make an impact and not have a perfect program, right? Yeah. Um, so how do you kind of use that conversation and start that conversation, which is what we, you know, we've been starting and we've been noticing a lot of people are interested in the nonprofit world about seeing what they do work. Does does the programs that they have in place work? Um, or do they not? And we always have to say it's not if they work or they don't work, right? If there's a spectrum. How do we get you to think about your impact more than something being bad or something being good? That's, that's such a, an interesting thing because I, I think a lot of times we, we do tend to the polarity there and we don't yeah. think about the spectrum. Exactly. So, uh, Amita, I'm thinking about organizations and I'm thinking about this idea of, of measurement and, and evaluation and I think sometimes those become daunting words to groups. Yes. What are organizations normally doing if they're if they're doing some baseline evaluation? What does that normally look like in your experience? Yeah, I know that's that's a great question again. I think it depends on the organization, but a lot of the times what we're finding, especially people who come to us um, in our trainings, um, we have a fellowship, so we we work with um, agencies that are really interested in, in what we like to call is becoming data driven. Mm. Uh, and there's some controversy around that because some people say, "Are you data driven? Are you um, you know are you mission driven?" I think you can be both. I do think you can be both. We don't want to put data first all the time. Um, it's going back to that whole intuition versus data, right? You know. It's, it's all about the balance, right? Let's not polarize it. Everything doesn't have to be one side or the other. Um, and so what we're really looking at is on that kind of spectrum of I want to do an evaluation, how do you approach that, right? So a lot of times what we're finding um, is that agencies say, oh, I have this program I really want to evaluate. Let me create this survey. And they create a survey, most likely using some like survey monkey, um, which is a great way to do it. Um, but they're just coming up with questions like, oh, great, this is a great format. And they send it out. And they're not thinking in the long term. Um, strategically, when, you, when you're looking at programs, you want to think about it in the long term. It doesn't have to be technically a longitudinal study, but it has to be, okay, if I'm going to be studying my program and seeing if it works, I can't just send out a survey randomly. Um, if you're doing a pre-post test, it has to be set up, okay, so do we do it after the first I, what we noticed a lot of agencies come to us and they tell us, oh, we did this pre-post test. And for people who don't know what that is, it's, you know, you test individuals before they get the intervention and then after um, intervention. So you're you're part of a program. So say you're, um, for example, we're working with a agency in New York City who is doing DJ education. And so we're, we did one right before they got their eight-week program and after. Um, a big part of it is being an entrepreneur. So how do we get these kids to be interested in music and entrepreneurship at the same time? Um, and so we have to do it before, we have to do it after. And an example of some of the individuals we've had come in, they say, oh, I did the survey. And we say, okay, tell us about it. They're like, oh, after like the second class, we asked them to answer these questions. And it was something where, okay, they were like, well, we couldn't get it together before the first class. So, mm -hmm. And it throws off a lot of those things where it's like, oh, we, it's always the afterthought to do an evaluation, it seems like. Um, and a, a big part of it is, Todd, what you said before, it's, it's kind of daunting. Mm -hmm. um, but what we really want people to understand is, okay, let's think about it for next year, okay? Let's have some points. You know, when you think about nonprofits strategically and any other aspect like communications, every everyone's favorite, fundraising, right? We we try to think about okay, we have 
uh, giving, you know, Tuesday, you know, giving day, all that stuff. We're thinking about, okay, these are our pitches. We have our annual, annual gala. You have to think the same way when you're thinking about evaluation, and that's what we're running into um, with agencies, just kind of that, like, okay, yeah, we're going to do a survey. Let's hope it works instead of thinking, what is the survey trying to tell us? When are we implementing it? And what are we asking? All questions we could talk about for way more than, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes. So. <laughs> I think that's so funny because almost every guest that we have that comes in, this idea of a one-off is present mm -hmm. in their field, whether we're talking about crowdfunding as a one-off type of piece or strategy of as a one-off piece or communications, which you point to there, Amanda. There, there's so many places that become the one-off. And when I say one-off, what I really mean is, is it's just one almost in a barren field. And it's yep. sitting by itself and there's nothing that's supporting it, surrounding it, encouraging yep. it, developing it. And there's no you know, pullback to the mission. Yep. There's no pullback exactly. to that purpose. And I think that's such an intriguing piece because that's a tough bear. I mean, that is a bear that you've got to wrestle to the ground. And so uh, you're dealing with the fear of, of measurement and evaluation. Many people that are in this sector, this social sector, are in there because of a passion to serve a population. Mm -hmm. And so for many of them, that idea of, of measurement could be, not saying it is for everybody, but it could be a little bit daunting. And then you're saying, well, not only is it an important thing for us to do, but it's not something for us to do as an afterthought. I like the idea here. You said you guys are encouraging them, don't, don't just throw it in for this year, but let's plan for next year. Mm -hmm. How does that look like? You, you've got, I know, these planning sessions where you're bringing these agencies in, these organizations. Mm -hmm. what, what does that look like? And I think that most of the individuals that are coming are just starting to think about it, right? They're coming in with something that they've already done. So they say, oh, I've done this, it isn't working, I want to, I want to, you know, this isn't working well, I want to do it better. Um, and so what we really do is sit down and we start at the very basic, right, level where a lot of times there are agencies that come, again, it's on a spectrum. So we have agencies who come in and they kind of have done something and they, they kind of have something mastered, but they're a little off and they need a little bit of help. Um, and we're there and it's pretty easy for us, right? It's really, okay, let's, let's look at what we already have. And then we have some people who come in. Um, some agencies that are just like, we really know that this is important. I feel across the board I have not run into anyone yet, maybe once or twice, because I, I don't want to say 100%. Um, that wouldn't be uh, a good idea for an evaluator to say. But um, for anyone to ever say that, you know, evaluation isn't important. I think most people think it is important. Again, it's just the daunting um, aspect of I'm passionate about my work. I don't want to hear that it doesn't work. Um, the capacity piece behind it. We're also thinking about nonprofits who have very little funding, just program day to day, right? Versus, okay, now you want me to go, you know, I'm sending emails at 11 p.m., right, to funders and stakeholders. My newsletter is late, and then you also want me to learn how to do program evaluation, mm. you know. So it's prioritizing it and trying to get people on the wavelength that it's important and that we need to prioritize it. So that's kind of where some of them come in. So when they come in, the community-based you know, organizations are really interested. We start off with some like data literacy sometimes, where people don't even know exactly, what is this? What does this mean? I, I've heard program evaluation. I kind of get the concept. I understand that it's important, but I don't know why, because it always goes to, 
one of the first questions I always like to ask are, you know, why is program evaluation important? And majority of the time people say funding, right? <laughs> that's really what they're excited about. So we try to change that, and that's actually what we do in a lot of our training is to remind people that funding is important because, you know, your doors won't be open if you don't have it. But you also want to see if your program's effective. Yeah. Um, and that's it's kind of twofold in that way. And so when people come in, we teach them basic skills from that. We have three levels, so it starts off really basic. But then our, our second level is we don't go in, you know, if some people will email us and say, you know, oh, I really want to come to this training. I have a program starting in like two weeks. And we'll say, wait, wait another month or two. We have another training coming up. You know, we want to kind of walk you through the process. People come in, we have kind of evaluation agendas. What is your agenda? Starting off with the basic, what are you trying to measure? That's actually one of the hardest things. You, you know, I mean, it's also hard to manipulate data, <laughs> but it sometimes I actually find it more difficult, and I think a lot of program evaluators would agree that figuring out what you're actually measuring can be some of the the hardest part of what you're doing in program evaluation, um, where it seems like the most basic, oh, I'm a child welfare organization um, that does adoption, oh, I just need to see how many people get adopted. Not that easy, right? So what are the other aspects of your program? Uh, so we go through everything, and, and it's really interesting to see agencies that are on all different levels. I mean, whether we're in D.C., we're in New York, um, the size of the nonprofit, a lot of it comes down to the leadership, who's interested in it. Mm. And you can tell agency who agencies that their leadership is really interested in becoming data driven. That's uh, unique. Leadership being a, a litmus for uh, <laughs> whether something is accepted or not, huh? That, that's, <laughs> we never run into that kind of stuff. I know, right? I never. I talking about Amanda. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, everybody, uh, whether you're listening or watching, you understand sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> it's such a, an intriguing thing because I'm thinking about this realm that we tend to live in, and, and, and you're absolutely right. I, I'm I'm thinking back to my PhD program and my data uh, classes and my research and statistics and all those things. But I, I think you really hit the, the the nail on the head when you talk about the idea of we really have to know what we're trying to measure. Um, we we in the last couple of weeks uh, leading up to to our conversation today, we've had Scott Bruner, who is the CEO of the Atlanta Pharmacy Association, and Scott was talking about engagement. He talked about you know we we've got to understand these measuring points, but we also have to start with the idea of what outcome do we want people to have? Mm -hmm. Because we can't measure until we know the outcome. Yeah. We had Dr. Mike Mahan, uh, who is an academic and a researcher who focuses on organizational climate, and he's saying, "Look, we have got to measure these things. You know, yeah. we, we can't just be talking about we're." Uh, he, he used the idea of everybody says they're a friendly church. Well, that's not exactly true. We have to be able to yeah. understand and measure, and we have to see that growth. And so. I think what you guys are talking about is so unique and valuable here because a lot of times nonprofits need almost this boot camp. And I, I like the fact that you're talking about meeting us where we are and helping us move forward. Uh, and I, I think that's such a huge thing because a lot of times we have this idea of if we don't understand it, then let's hire somebody to do it for yes. us. Mm -hmm. um, but but what you're doing is you're in essence you're giving nonprofit leaders the tools to be able to understand it 
to see why it's important and to be able to conduct this in their own organizations. Am I understanding that correctly? No, that's that's exactly correct. And I think, you know, we have been actually doing some of our own. We're releasing a report in March. Um, we've been kind of reaching out to nonprofits, um, foundations, and trying to figure out what are some of the biggest barriers, right? Because, again, mm. we keep hearing people want to do evaluation. They're just a little hesitant on it. And what we actually, some of what we've come to is that I think the issue is what's happening now is the driver of program evaluation is not actually nonprofits. Um, a lot of them are foundations. And so so it, it, it becomes this divide where the foundations are saying, well, I want to fund things, right? You mean foundations are, are very different depending. We've actually talked to lots of them that just say, you know, we really just like what they're doing and, you know, they have our mission and that's great. But there are other ones that are saying, no, we want to see, like, for instance, the Robin Hood Foundation we talked to. and They're very well known in New York City. They're very data-driven. Um, I, I don't think anyone would ever go to them if they, if they didn't do a program evaluation um, and, and have data to say, these are our metrics. This is what we measured. We are making an impact in the community. And so what we're noticing are, are you know, nonprofits who are coming to our, you know, training and meeting with us are saying, you know, these foundations are telling us we have to do this. Um, and so that's more of the driver, and I think it's good. I think it's it, it's good, but we don't, I don't think we have the capacity um, as an industry right now. I, again, if we go back to the the traditional education, um, if you have people coming from, you know, nonprofit management, social work, um, sociology, psychology, a lot of these, again, are, they're not, I mean, you have your PhD, so you know you know data. You know you you had to get your you know your dissertation. You got that. Where these master's levels programs or bachelors are not necessarily looking at data. You take one stats class, mm -hmm. um, but then you go into the field and you're like, oh wait, can I really apply this? But there's not a big background, so it's really looking at now that that foundations are really pushing this. How do we get there? Um, and, and how do we get nonprofits the help that they need? Because right now it's turning into you're not going to get money if you don't have outcomes, but nonprofits are having to too heavily rely on consultants to do um, program evaluation. A lot of the smaller to medium-sized nonprofits don't have the funding to hire a consultant for an evaluation because it can be really expensive. I think that's such an interesting concept because we're really talking about a catch-22 in many ways. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the sense that you're not going to get funded until you have the, the data in place, but you can't get the data. For, for yeah. many of them, they think they can't get the data uh, until they have the funding to be able to bring somebody in. Uh, and again, I, I think that's one of the reasons why, uh, as we learn more uh, at CenterVision about what's happening at Evaluate for Change, uh, it's such a unique perspective and such a unique model. Uh, I, I, I love this, and I, I hope that if, if you're sitting there uh, and you're listening, you're watching what's what's happening right now, if you don't understand some of these points, because you've talked about data manipulation, and, and I think a lot of times the idea of manipulation is a very, um, it's a taboo word in other fields, yep. and yet when we talk about data, we're constantly talking about having to clean up data, having to manipulate it, having yep. to fit it um, to, to our evaluation models and tools. Yep. Um, if they have those kinds of questions, Amanda, how could somebody reach out to you just to, to maybe learn about what they don't know? Yeah, I mean, and I, I would encourage everyone to definitely go to our website, um, www.evaluateforchange.com. Um, 
and and really what we have and a big part of what we have also is you know we do have our trainings um, we have we're starting some online trainings which we're trying out we're not sure if that's going to be extremely effective but we figured why not mm. um, we actually have one that we're actually going to start offering for free just one time to see if people really feel connected through kind of the web based because um, there's been lots of research on that if that's really great we know the in-person ones are amazing um, it's really great to connect especially in the nonprofit world I think we have people who are used to collaborating really well that's kind of how they get where they need to be working with other agencies and so that one-on-one -on -one community based um, you know in an office kind of all, all, all in it for one um, works um, but I, we also do have webinars that we do every uh, couple months where we actually have some conversations about this we ask we have one coming up actually uh, it's on our front page at the, at the very bottom um, where it's actually data in the, edu in the education field and so we have three people coming in um, someone from K through 12 someone from an educational nonprofit and then someone from higher ed talking about what does that look like I mean because it really starts with a conversation so like you're saying you don't know all the answers right you hear these terms we really want people to feel comfortable hearing about evaluation hearing about data the data literacy thing we're actually coming out soon with a document to kind of go over some of that basic stuff when we talk about data manipulation and things like that um, and so please visit our website um, our emails on there um, we have all of our staff on there so you can go on find whoever it is um, that you find the most interesting if it's not me I won't take offense to it um, and they can answer your questions we have people who have worked you know in education and child welfare um, juvenile justice things like that um, so international development so if you're an agency that's really what we're looking for is to connect with someone who you can really work with I know through our trainings we at least always are having two two trainers two different backgrounds that way people who are out there can kind of connect to that so I mean it's really starting to feel comfortable and listening to a webinar I know times tight um, but just even sometimes having in the background while you're doing other work and, and hearing the terms that we're using um, just gets you more comfortable because that's actually taught a, a great question you, you had earlier just like how do you get comfortable with it you know how do you even have that conversation could be really difficult and so I think what stops a lot of nonprofits are they they don't want to go into something not knowing no one wants to not know something right and they don't want to feel like they're not quote-unquote smart right just because they don't know what it is but it, it's just getting comfortable with it and learning the basics so you can ask those questions because again going back to that being able to figure out what you're actually looking at what you're measuring um, is the most important thing so forget data manipulation not even as cool as figuring out what your agency is trying to do yeah I, I think Amanda um, as you describe it I think it's so imperative at this point we're uh, I know we're in 2014 getting ready to go into 2015 mm -hmm. right now we're in an era in which you're at a disadvantage if you're not examining and evaluating and measuring what's happening in your organization. It's just an imperative and, and, and I think going back to reiterate your, your previous comment, it's so important for us to see it's not just about getting the money that comes in that fuels yep. and finances mm -hmm. our programs, it's really about how do we increase our impact in our community. Each of us comes into this social good, social benefit sector 
in large part because we want to impact a group or groups of people. Uh, we want to give services. We want to help uh, people on the margins as well as animals and in our environment, all those kinds of things. And so we're really talking about tools that serve to promote the good of your organization as you impact communities. And so you really can't afford to miss out on these types of things. And Amanda, I, I just, I'm so thankful for what you uh, are doing, what Evaluate for Change is doing, and, and I'm excited to see how how some of our audience is able to, to come in contact with you. Certainly yeah. want to uh, encourage people to go to that website, Evaluate for Change, check them out, uh, ask questions of Amanda. You can find her on Twitter. You can find more information on our webpage, centervisionleadership.org, and you can find uh, that Tuesdays at 2 link on our page. Uh, if you have questions any time uh, yeah. that we can connect you to Amanda, if you didn't catch your information, info at centervisionleadership.org, we will be glad to connect you and, and help you in that process. This is such an important thing for us. So Amanda, uh, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, the education that we've all experienced from thank you. you from for your having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we're really looking forward to Thursday. Thursday at 4, that's hashtag nonprofit chat. Amanda will be there. In fact, she actually came to us. This was the first way that we interacted with Amanda was through the, the nonprofit chat. And we got to, a chance to learn a lot more about her and the great work of Evaluate for Change. So uh, take a look for uh, hashtag nonprofit chat. That's Thursday at 4 p.m. And you can find that on Twitter. Uh, again, a reminder as we close out, check out www.nonprofitperformance.org. That is a place that you can get a free digital issue of the December issue on values in the nonprofit world. Again, I'm Todd Greer. I have been thrilled to be here with you. Uh, so thankful to our guest, Amanda Babine uh, of Evaluate for Change. Thank you for joining us, and have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.